aspect of Saturday, right, with Jesus. Uh, thank you, Pastor Iti, for that refreshing time of prayer. Uh, it is indeed an honor to belong to this family of God where we encourage one another to stay sharp in the spirit and to keep the fire burning every weekday morning by bringing a supply of the spirit. Uh, thank you, Pastor Iti. I'm privileged to be here again this morning to, to be a blessing to God's people. Uh, as I share with us from God's word, I believe God will reach each and every one of us with a fresh revelation from his word this morning. Let us pray. Father, I yield myself to you as we share your word. Let uh, your word be simple and clear to our ears and our understanding this morning. Let it refresh us and rekindle hope and energize our faith this morning. Help us to receive it with meekness and trust in you alone. And let your name alone be glorified through our sharing of your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about uh, the fact that God is pleased when we prosper. As God's children, he gives him immense joy and gratification uh, when we do well in all that we do. You know, Pastor Iti touched on a number of important things uh, yesterday. It got me thinking, and it stoked my resolve to keep trusting God, no matter the circumstances I'm faced with. And uh, because God is faithful to his word, to perform it in our lives. So this morning, I would like to continue in a similar vein by taking us into a discussion around God's covenant with his people specifically our covenant of prosperity. And you may wish to call it our covenant of wealth. Uh, I also would like us to look at the place of God's favor upon his people as it relates to that covenant or as a driver of that covenant. Uh, uh, this week, we have been engaged in prayer and fasting with Reverend sharing with us important prayer points for each day. Uh, I noticed that the last prayer point was usually a prayer point on personal matters with scriptures from uh, Philippians 4, 6 to 7, and John 15, 7. Let's quickly take a look. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and, pe and, and, and petition, with thanksgiving, giving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. John 15, 7 says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my father, showing yourselves to be my disciples. However you want to look at it. Those scriptures, uh, they border on our prosperity, our total spiritual, mental, financial, emotional, physical, and social well-being. That word prosperity encapsulates all of the above. And that prayer point simply says, look to the Lord. You, ha you have a covenant of prosperity with him. I ask him and he will do what you ask because it is within the scope of that covenant. Banish anxiety because God wants you to prosper. 
asking because he is the unlimited source of your total supply. So your prosperity is in him. Your unlimited overwhelming supply, increase or multiplication comes from him. God says in James 1, 7, uh, 17, let's look at that. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change the shifting shadows. It means God will stay true to his word. His word is his token of the covenant he caught with us. And he will go to any length to honor his part of that covenant. That is why God has unusual ways and unlimited avenues of, of provisions that supersede all natural limitations. A supernatural provision that we as God's children have access to by faith. Let's dive in by saying that prosperity, wealth, success, whatever you may call it, is the fulfillment of the covenant God confirmed to our fathers by oath. This means that the covenant is an agreement involving two parties, both of which must be active participants, in which God swore that he would make us prosperous, he would make us rich, he would make us wealthy. See what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, uh, 18, in the NLT. It says, remember the Lord your God he is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your, your ancestors with an oath. Prosperity is a sign of, of the, our covenant with God. Or you may say of God's covenant with us. It means when we prosper, then we can confirm that the covenant is working. It means that we can confirm if the covenant is working in any given part of our lives. You can confirm if it is being fulfilled in your finances, in your health, in your spiritual life, in your career, and so on and so forth. The Bible says in Zechariah 8.13, NLT, I will rescue you and will make you both a symbol and a source of blessing. That's what the Bible says. That's God's promise to us, to make you and me a symbol and a source of blessing. Let's examine a covenant made with our father Abraham in Genesis 17, one to eight. God covenanted with Abraham to make him rich. It says, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I'm El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this time, Abraham, at this, Abraham fell face down on, on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abraham. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be father of many nations. And I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. It, I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever. And I will be their God. Notice that God made this covenant with him at the time Abraham was, was childless 
and it adds its pile of personal challenges. So if you are listening to me this morning and you think your challenges are so great, let me announce to you that the covenant covers you. God made a promise to make you prosperous in every area of your life. And if you are wondering how this covenant made with Abraham covers you, let me take you to this amazing scripture in Galatians uh, 3, 13 to 14. It says, but Christ was re has rescued us from the cause pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the cause for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scripture, cause is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. So that we who are be believers might receive the promise, the Holy Spirit through faith. See, Jesus made it possible for us to be partakers of the blessing contained in the covenant. As long as we are in Christ, every blessing made to Abraham becomes ours. It became ours. It is ours. See what it says in verse 29 of that Galatians 3. It says, and now you belong to Christ. You are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. We are qualified for the blessing. Glory to God. For prosperity, for wealth, it is our right. It means just like the prayer we prayed yesterday concerning the works of our hands, we should be fruitful in all our labor. The covenant assures that we are prosperous in business and in opportunities. It assures that we operate in, over, in the overflow in every area of our lives. And you know what? God will do everything possible to ensure that he fulfills his own end of the covenant. He will do everything to make you prosper. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Chronicles 16, 9. It says, for the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Did you take that hint? God is constantly scanning to see where we need the impact of the covenant and how he can make this happen in our situations and circumstances. The phrase, show himself strong, uh, in the Hebrew, it means the following, to bestow, to grant, and to extend his covenant wealth. In this covenant, God is totally committed to support, to defend, to protect, and to provide for us. God is passionate and determined to locate his covenant people and bless them. There is also love in that covenant, and that love won't give up on us. It ensures that the provisions of the covenant are satisfied. Remember in 2 Samuel 9, 1 to 3, the way David was consumed with locating an heir of Jonathan to, to, to bestow covenant wealth upon him. The eyes of David ran to and fro throughout the whole earth, searching for an heir of, of his covenant brother to lavish covenant wealth upon him. He didn't stop until he located that man called Mephibosheth, the crippled son of Jonathan, and bestowed the blessing on him because of the covenant he made with Jonathan. How much more our God searching to bring to bear the full weight of the covenant on our behalf. Let us begin to make room in our hearts for the blessing that is now here for our taking. 
Don't limit your expectation. If you can think it, the covenant covers it. Moses spelled it out very well for the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 28, starting from verse 2. Says you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will, will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your food basket and bread boards will be blessed. Whatever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction. They will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord and walk in his way, the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he will do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous flocks and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. And God is faithful. He also ensures that you have the health and the stamina to enjoy wealth he brings your way. See how he gave that assurance in Ecclesiastes 5.19. He says, and it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. Glory to God. Don't you like that? It is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? So this morning, if you have been praying on those personal matters throughout this fasting and prayer period, get ready because God is faithful to perform his end of the bargain. Stay strong and access the blessing by faith, just like God told Abraham. He says, fear not, I am your shield and your exceeding grace reward. God says he is our reward. If God is your reward, you can take that to the bank. You need to rejoice and be ready by faith. Don't let any situation weigh you down. Faith in God's ability to hold up his end of the, the covenant has great reward. God's word says, don't abandon your confidence. You see that in Hebrews 10, 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. All you need to do now is to focus on the blessing and the one who is holding up the other end of the covenant of prosperity. Thanking for the benefit of the covenant. Psalm 68, 19 says, Bless the Lord who daily loaded us with benefit. 103, 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his covenant benefits. Keep the benefits in, in focus, both the ones you have experienced and the ones you can imagine, but be assured in your heart that the best is yet to come. Ezekiel 34, 25 to 27 says, I will make them a covenant of peace. I will cause the evil beasts to cease out of the land and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and place around my hills a blessing. I will cause the shower to come down in a season and there shall be showers of blessing. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield our increase. 
and they shall be safe in their land and shall know that I am the Lord. I remember this song, there shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of God. There shall be seasons refreshing sent from the Savior above. Fantastic lyrics. I love the first part of that song, but I don't particularly flow with the last part that says we plead for it. God has promised. He promised us showers of blessing. It is part of the covenant. We are to expect it by faith. Let's look at a few synonyms of showers to ginger imagination of what is inherent in our covenant 12. Showers means to give some, someone a great number of things, a deluge, a flood, to inundate, to swamp, to submerge, to engulf, to bury, to overwhelm, to saturate, to overload. So when God says he will cause the shower to come down, and that there shall be showers of blessing. Our expectation should be that a deluge of, a flood of, inundated with, swamped by, submerged in, engulfed by, buried in, overwhelmed with, saturated with, and overloaded with blessings. Before I move to my other point on favor, I would like to remind us that this covenant, covenant has two active parties. We are the other party. You are the counterpart in this covenant and you have a part to play to hold up your end of the bargain. I mentioned that we access the blessing by faith. The foundation of our faith is our being crucified with Christ. That is how we became qualified for the covenant well in the first place. One of the ways to fulfill your end of the covenant is to be rich towards God and towards the things of God. As the blessing comes, remember the Lord your God, who gives you power to make wealth. Many believers still have some reservation when it comes to this area, especially concerning tithes and, and offering. Let me quickly make an analogy. When you take an insurance policy to cover you losses, you are required to pay a premium to pay, and you do that periodically to keep that cover active. That premium is the token of the agreement on your side, while the insurance cover is the token on the insurer's side. It is a mutually beneficial relationship. Our covenant of wealth also has tokens. The Bible says, remember the Lord your God. This question, this question is, how do you remember him? Simple. Give worship. Serve him with your heart and all that you have got. Serve him with your time, your talent, your money. Serve him willingly and not grudgingly. Every covenant has a token. Tithing, for instance, is one of the covenant tokens of wealth. So when we tithe, we should expect a non-stop downpour of abundance liberal, excessive prosperity and provisions coming down like the rain that fell yesterday and is still falling right now on my side. You should expect it from the floodgates of heaven. You know, tithing, just like the insurance analogy I made, it protects our money. It places us under warranty it extends our warranty. 
Typhoon places us in the flood stage. Orarabat says, not a trickle, not a, not a stream, not a river, but a flood. That's what Titan does. It is your own end. It is your own end of the bargain. You know? It is the assurance that you give from your side to that covenant. If you look at Malachi 13, Malachi 310, it says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meat in my house. And prove me now, herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Let's picture the impact of opening the windows of heaven or the floodgates of heaven. We can believe for a constant, steady, non-stop outpouring of God's abundant, liberal, and excessive prosperity. So let's go to favor. Because of our time, I'll be, I'll be fast. Favor is a word that holds very similar meaning to grace. It is God's kindness and help extended towards us. This includes promotion, restoration, honor, victory, recognition, preferential treatment, and supernatural increase in assets and real estate. Favor is what God deploys to unleash wealth towards us. Favor is what is in play when, we, when suddenly, as we say in Kingsville Church, rules are changed. Policies are overlooked because of you. When suddenly men in influential positions begin to push your case without you knowing it. When suddenly all the difficulties you experience dealing with people important to your business just disappears and things become easy with the same people. When men begin to honor your word and make room for you. Favor is God personally acting on your behalf, doing for you whatever it takes for you to prosper. Thrive, flourish, and be success, be, be the success you were created to, 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 to be. It will cause people to go out of their way to bless you, provide for you, help you, assist you, and make special concessions for you. It will make a way where there is no way. Open doors where there are no doors. Provide where there is no provision. And do the impossible in the midst of the most impossible situation. So the favor of God surrounds us. And the favor of God is among us. In fact, this favor of God rests upon us. God blesses us with an abundance increase in his favor. So expect to be favored. It is God's way of unleashing wealth and prosperity to you. It is part of the covenant. Expect to be, to be favored as we stand and, and, and trust God in this covenant of, of, of blessing. It is God's blessing that make one rich, as we see in Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of God, it makes rich and it adds no sorrow. We find this confirmation in Psalms 112, verse 1, which says that man that fears God is blessed. In verse 3, it says, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Verse 7 says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. He satisfies trust in the Lord. This is the kind of riches and wealth God is committing into our hands and our lives in Kingsville Church. I feel it strongly in my spirit. It is the covenant wealth, and we must be prepared for it. Timothy 6, 17 to 18 spells out the terms and conditions of our preparation. It says, teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in the Lord, 
who really gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. So what are our preparations? Don't trust in those riches, but in the living God. Do good and be rich towards others. Do good and be rich in good works. Be ready to distribute willingly as God gives. Now, because of our time, I'm going to conclude uh, by, with a summary. God is the one who promised to bless us. He made a covenant of blessing, a covenant of generational wealth to lock that promise in. He says in Ezekiel 16, 7, I, will, I have caused thee to multiply as a bird of the field, and thou hast increased and waxing great, and thou hast come to excellent ornaments. Proverbs 8, 18 says, Riches and not honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness, right standing with God. He promised us enduring wealth, not the one that takes up wings and fly. He also says in Proverbs 18, 21, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth and true riches, and that I may fill their treasuries. Finally, he admonishes us in Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed with our ancestors with an oath. Our wealth is a confirmation of, God, of the covenant God made with our father Abraham. And that wealth belongs to us. And he is a God who honors his covenant. So I pray this morning, in this year of the overflow, the covenant becomes evident for all to see in every life in Kingsville Church, among our men, among our women, among our children and our adults. It becomes real in all, the, all, all that we lay our hands on to do. It shall not be hidden and the devil cannot stop it. In the name of Jesus, God will honor this covenant in our lives and he will grant us the health and stamina to enjoy it. This blessing will bring our hearts closer to God. It will not turn us away from him or from his way. I declare this morning that we are blessed with the blessing of the Lord. It makes us rich and it excludes every form of sorrow. We give you praise this morning. We thank you. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you, everyone. And let us have a wonderful day.